0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, everyone. Merry, happy new year. Right? Heidi and I have tickets to a concert tonight. Two bands. The first opening act is called Stay at Home, and the second is called Do Nothing. Right? Yay! <laughs> For those who are at home, welcome blessings to you. So we have some announcements. Uh, one that's not on the slide this morning is the Hands of Joy will be meeting Tuesday, January second at nine a.m. Hands of Joy—they make the baby blankets, the lap gans, the prayer shawls. Anything else that I'm missing? I, I and and. All, all, all things knitting and crocheting. So they're meeting 9 a.m. If you don't know how to knit or crochet, you can also learn through the hands of joy. So Christmas Eve was beautiful. It was just wonderful. Uh, we had, uh, actually with everybody in the room, over 100 people that night. Yeah, so it was, it was yeah, you can applaud for that. That was wonderful. It was wonderful. Lots of people came out. I know it's a little lighter uh, this morning, but the, kind of the, the off week, right, for a lot of people during Christmas and, and New Year's. Uh, but it was truly beautiful and spirit-filled. If you did not see it, it is online as well. And 277 candles, a new record, Right? A new record. Yeah, when everybody was holding up the, the candles for silent night I just I, I didn't want them to put it down because what I saw was just so pretty, so pretty. So thank you for everyone who put everything together, got it all done. And you know, I would love to leave everything up till Valentine's Day. But this Thursday, we are going to put away the decorations. Uh, So, if you can help, Thursday, 9 a.m., a lot of hands made for very quick work for putting everything up. A lot of hands will make for very quick work uh, taking everything down. Okay, uh, so we've had a a bit of a milestone uh, that just kind of came up, is that our YouTube channel has over 150 subscribers now. Yeah, I mean, so that's really good. Which means, more than anything, that we are getting the Word of God out there more and more. And surprisingly enough, uh, the Bible study in Revelation has actually attracted quite a few viewers as well. So, uh, that's nice. Uh, It's a way to share the joy, right? One of the ways to share the joy. Uh, Speaking of getting God's Word out there, we have our Bible challenge for this year, for 2024. Last year, it was reading the New Testament. This year, it is reading the Old Testament. Read the Old Testament in a year. And I have uh, created a list, a week-by-week list. It's on our website. I sent it out via email, and also I printed out copies, paper copies. They are on the welcome table when you come in. So that's your challenge for 2024, reading the New Testament. What? Oh, Old Testament. Yeah, read them both. All right. So, uh, our Bible study does uh, start up again. So, it is going to be, uh, it's on Wednesdays, 10 a.m. online, and then 6.30 in person. We are in Revelation, and we are in chapter 8, the opening of the seventh seal. And by the way, those are all, all the online uh, Bible studies are recorded So if you miss something, you can go ahead and just catch up that way. Uh, Last week, I showed pictures of uh, the two pictures in the hallway, and then the one in the men's room, the men's room being the lion with Be Strong and Courageous. And uh, now it's time, ladies, to send in suggestions of Scripture that you would like for the ladies' restroom. So I, I heard one yes last week, which about on Eagles' wings. Uh, uh, there's be a great graphic for that. But if you have other scripture suggestions, please email them to joychurchaz at outlook and we'll get that going. I also sent out. And by the way, if you uh, okay, another announcement. Thank you. So after service, we need this table taken down and bell tables put up. So if some guys can stick around and do that, that would be very helpful. Won't take long at all. Oh, and if you uh, would like a poinsettia, uh, uh, it, now's the day to take them. Nobody's raising their hand on that. Okay. I just thought I'd say that. Um, I, I've been sending out our joyful updates Uh, It's easier to do uh, on a weekly basis or every other week. If you're not getting the emails, let me know. I do want to say the stretch goal, uh, we had a stretch goal in December of $21,000. And uh, as of my last count, we were within $100 of that goal. So if you've been waiting for the last moment to give, Sunday's a good day to give, uh, but thank you for your generosity. You know, we don't do it just for building up the church, the physical building and everything else. We do it for Jesus Christ, for his ministry, for the sake of the good news, the gospel. We do everything we do because God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen. Will you please stand as you are able? We begin our time of worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our call to worship is from Isaiah 49. Together, please. Sing for joy, O heavens, and exalt, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his afflicted. And indeed, let's lift up our voices with song this morning and sing... Joy to the World.
1: Joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive.
0: wonder of his love in the forgiveness of our sin. So when we stumble, when we fall, when we sin, he says, come to me and I will forgive you. So let's, as a body, come before him and confess our sin and receive his forgiveness. Almighty and everlasting God, we bow before you in repentance for our sins. We have sinned against you in many ways, most of which are unknown even to us. Forgive us for bad attitudes that offend you, for remarks that hurt you and others, for not following your word and spirit as they try to lead us. Forgive us for those times when we have forgotten to call upon you and help us to live our lives in the way that will please you. This we pray, thanking you for your greatest love for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. If that is your confession with a repentant heart, I declare to you the wonderful loving news that Christ declares. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. You may be seated. Let's pray. Gracious God, almighty and holy Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the joy that you have given us in Christ Jesus, that in him we are made new. Please, please, we pray. Bless us all in this new year. Let us be filled with the love, grace, and mercy of Christ Jesus. Create in us ever greater zeal for following him, of sharing the good news unto our friends, our families, our neighbors, and unto the world. And this, this we give praise to you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we lift up those who are in need of healing. As we age, as things don't work as well as they should, we lean on you ever, ever more for your grace, for your healing and to be uplifted. And so we lift our friends, our families, and our loved ones by name this morning. We pray for Judy B, for Judy T, Robin, Nicole, Bud, Heidi, and Barb. We pray for Susan, for Katie, for Lisa and Sylvia. We continue to lift up Leah, for Jan H. and her son Todd, for Dolly and Allie. Lord God, we lift up all of our friends, our families, our loved ones to you, trusting in your divine will, and we ask that you would heal them this day. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for those who are mourning the passing of a loved one. May their tears be dried and may may they be comforted by the love the promises of Christ Jesus. We pray for our Holy Spirit to work in and through the lives of those who are in darkness right now, that they may see the light, the love of Jesus. We pray for those who are in darkness of addiction, in the prison of substance abuse, that they may be freed. We pray for those who are in fear and despair who are even thinking of taking their own life, that they may be brought into a new life, a new joy, a new love of God. And we pray this year, we pray for 2024, that more and more men and women, and doctors and leaders will all recognize the sanctity of life that you are the author of life from the very beginning to the very end and we pray for repentance in the world and a turning to you lord in your mercy we pray gracious god in this new year for our brothers and sisters who are throughout the world who are under the yoke of oppression who are under the fear of their own lives because they profess Jesus, they follow him. We pray for their safety and we pray for their well-being. We pray for all of those who oppress believers, that they may come to repentance, that they may be opened, open their eyes to see the glory of God in Christ Jesus and that they would relent and actually join the ranks of believers. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all of the men and women throughout the world who are sharing the gospel and those who have dedicated their lives as missionaries here and abroad. We pray that this year be fruitful, that the harvest is great, that thousands upon thousands and millions come to faith in Christ Jesus, that there be a true revival, not of signs, not of wonders, but of lives changed, of hearts changed, so people throughout the world praise Jesus as Lord and Savior, Lord, in your mercy, and we pray, gracious God, we pray for the AFLC missionaries, and we continue to lift up Mafu and Edne. We pray for the AFLC, that this year be a year of growth, that the, the spirit, the zeal of evangelism be within the AFLC, and that more and more men will heed the call to shepherd the flock. And we pray that this year be a time that St. Peter in, in Benson, Illinois, that they get a shepherd this year. Lord, in your mercy. We also pray, gracious God, for this church. We thank you for the work that you are doing here. We we just give you praise. And we we pray that this year also be a year of growth for this church, that more and more people join this body not for our glory, but for your glory. And now we pray for our nation. Lord God, it is only through your hand that this nation will be knitted together, that there will be peace through the gospel. So we pray this year that leaders from all levels of our government confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, that are guided by his truth and his righteousness. We pray this for our nation. Lord, in your mercy. And now we take a moment to lift our own personal prayers unto you. We lift this all up in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now we'll have a sharing of God's Word. For those who are visiting today, it is, uh, the, the page numbers correspond to the Pew Bible, and the Bible readings are also on your sermon notes.
2: Good morning. A belated Merry Christmas and I uh, wish a very happy New Year for all of you. Uh, and and by now you've all picked up your Bibles, so we're ready to read the scriptures for the day. Our first reading is uh, as you can see on the screen from Isaiah chapter 42 verses 1 through 9. That's on page 715. Uh the Bible describes this section of uh, Scripture as the Lord's chosen servant. God is using Isaiah to describe the servant that the Lord would be sending. Let's begin. Chapter, chapter 42, verse 1. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my son delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind blind to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Here ends the first reading. Our second reading is found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, which is found on page 1165, beginning at verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading.
0: Will you please stand as you are able for reading of the gospel. The gospel is from Matthew chapter 12 starting with the ninth verse. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand, and they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him? He said to them, which one of you has a sheep if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from them. And many followed him, and he healed them all, and ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. This is the word of the Lord. In response to God's word, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from where he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. We have a special song by Regina this morning. Jesus, what a wonderful child.
1: Oh, what a wonderful child Jesus, Jesus So lowly, making and mild New life, new hope, new joy He brings, won't you listen To the angels sing Glory, glory Jesus, my Lord Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, talking about Jesus, slowly so making mild. New life, new hope, new joy he brings. Won't you listen to the angels sing? Glory, glory, glory to the He was heralded by the angels Born in a lowly manger The Virgin Mary was his mother And Joseph was his earthly father All three wise men came from afar They were guided by a shining star To see King Jesus where he led in a manger filled with hay. Oh, Jesus, my, 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 Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful child. Jesus, sweet baby Jesus, he's so lowly, making more. New life, new hope, new joy he brings. Won't you listen to the angel sing? glory 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 to the newborn king jesus sweet baby jesus oh what a wonderful child talking about jesus jesus so lowly so meek and mild new life new he brings won't you listen to the angels sing glory 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 to the newborn king glory
0: want to tap on that, don't don't they? My toes were tapping. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you for the gift of your word. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, open our eyes, our heart, our mind, our entire soul, so that we may follow him evermore to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so how many of you growing up had a coloring book with a connect the dots? Show of hands. Do you have that? Almost all of us did, right? And, and as a kid, you were like, did it and like, oh, look, a horse. Or, or, I don't know what the others were, but they're always something, you know, pretty common. And you were, like, excited about that. Well, believe it or not, the last four weeks, through Advent, and even into Christmas, we have been connecting the dots. We have been taking a look at the Old Testament and connecting the dots to the New Testament. And the picture we see is one of Jesus. We have seen that he is our comfort, he is our joy, he is our life, he is our peace, he is the very love of God. And today we are going to continue to connect the dots. We have connected the dots from Isaiah. One week we did Zephaniah, but today we're also going to connect the dots from Isaiah, and we are going to see Jesus is The servant of the Lord. So, as we have talked about the past number of weeks, the state, the spiritual state of the nation of Israel was not good. In fact, much of Isaiah has been a rebuke to the nation of Israel because they were blind, deaf, they were stubborn, they were stiff necked people. And there was a lot of idolatry. Worshiping, literally, worshiping idols. In fact, in chapter 41, just the chapter before our reading from today, the last third of it is a very strong rebuke that the Lord has against Israel for idolatry. Chapter 41 ends this way. It says, behold, they are all a delusion. Their works are nothing. Their metal images are empty wind. See, all of the idols, whether they are crafted by hand, by uh, clay, by stone, by wood, or in this case, talking about metal, the Lord says that they are delusions, and thus to worship false idols is delusional. See, this is the Lord speaking, the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. He does not simply say, oh, well, you know, if you're sincere in your worship, it really doesn't matter. Uh, if you just want to worship somebody else but me, it really doesn't matter. No, he is, says that this is delusional. It is false. Now, you might think, okay, well, that was in Israel way back Long, long time ago, right? 700 years before Christ, 2,000 years now. So 2,700 years ago, we have evolved since then. Hardly, right? We live in a world right now that is full of idolatry. And it's not necessarily something that you would make. Most of it is self-idolatry, right? How many selfies do you see people taking? When I was growing up I took a picture of what I saw not of me seeing what I saw you know it's self-idolatry to the to the greatest end so I think the rebuke is not only for Israel it's for us as well so there's a rebuke that's how chapter 41 ends and he says behold they are all delusional but now in 42 he's going to say behold my servant. And we're going to see four things about the servant. And it really makes a sentence if you want to have it be a sentence. The servant of the Lord who is gentle and compassionate will bring justice through a new covenant. That's what we're covering today. The servant of the Lord who is gentle and compassionate will bring justice through a new covenant. So let's go to our text from 42. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. So it's a comparison and contrast in some ways, isn't it? In 41, he says, Behold, those idols are of nothing. But in 42, he says, Behold, my servant. But I want you to notice something about this particular verse, all the pronouns that are used, they are pronouns for the Lord. He says, behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. You see, you have to understand how much weight the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, is putting upon the emphasis putting upon the servant here when you read when you read isaiah especially let's say chapter 39 40 41 42 you see the sovereignty of god that he is god the almighty that by the power of his word he said let there be and there was that nothing is outside of him he is sovereign, so he is putting the full weight of his name, his seal, upon the servant. His glory is so great that it says in verse 5 and then 8 from our reading, Thus says the Lord, thus has God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and the spirit to those who walk in it, I am the Lord. That is my name, my glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. So thus, when he says, behold, my servant, we really should pay attention. And it says, behold, my servant, the one that I've chose. Now, servant is a very important word here. In Isaiah, as a matter of fact, there are, this is just one of what are called the servant songs, one of four servant songs. Now, a servant could, re- could be about a slave, right? Servant could be slave. It was often used as somebody who was a high-ranking person within the kingly court. They would serve the king. But a servant could also refer to one whom God has chosen to truly do his will. And thus Moses was a servant of the Lord. David was a servant of the Lord. Elijah was a servant of the Lord. Isaiah, Jeremiah, the prophets, they were all a servant of the Lord. But here, the servant is elevated to such a degree like no other. This servant is not the same as Moses, is not the same as David. As a matter of fact, we could take a look at many different references here, and we could find out that the servant here is the Messiah, the Christ. We could connect all the dots But we don't have to do a lot of work because actually Scripture connects the dots for us very easily. In our reading from Matthew, it connects the dots perfectly. Matthew chapter 12, verse 17 and 18. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Speaking of Jesus, right? Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, With whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Look, if you only had the New Test the Old Testament, and you were reading that verse, it should actually get you kind of excited. Because this one verse in Isaiah is pointing to someone, a servant greater than the other servants. You should be like little Zacchaeus, right? little wee Zacchaeus climbing up in the tree, looking, who is the servant? Now, is this servant going to come and just conquer? Is he going to come on that white horse right away? Is he going to rescue the nation of Israel? Well, he will, but not in the way that people thought. Because the servant, the servant... Is going to be gentle. He's going to be full of the Spirit of the Lord. It says this Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I put my spirit upon him. We actually saw this last week, where the full spirit of the Lord is upon this servant. We talked about that there are seven aspects of Seven being the complete, the full number. And uh, last week we, we uh, quoted, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. So this servant is unlike any other. And this servant is the one in whom, it says, in whom my soul delights the Holy One of Israel, the Father, his soul delights in this servant. If you were here last week, remember I talked about how the servant, the, fear, the his delight is the fear of the Lord. We covered that last week. And delight actually has its root in the pleasing smell. We talked about, you know, how when you smell something, it is a fullness of emotion. We You had your Christmas cookies, right, and the baked bread. But I talked about holding the baby and how your soul delights in the smell of a new baby. The son has that delight for the father. And now it says that the father has that delight in the servant, the son. My soul delights. It's just not an intellectual thing, but it's a whole Delight in this particular servant. So the servant of the Lord is unlike any other, and he is gentle and compassionate. It says this, he will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench." He isn't crying out for a revolution. He isn't crying out for an overthrow of government. As a matter of fact, he is gentle, and it says, a bruised reed he will not break. Well, the reference here, by the way, is for a reed that was used for a pen for writing. And if you uh, had a crushed reed, well, then the pen was useless and you would throw it away. But also there is the light. It says this, in a faintly burning wick he will not quench. So you know when a candle finally burns out, when you can't use the wick anymore, the candle is no longer good. And so it is blown out or thrown away. Now these are figures of speech, by the way. We aren't taking these literally It's a figure of speech to speak about the condition of the people of Israel who are crushed, who are bruised, who are walking in darkness. And that was the condition of Israel, the nation of Israel in that day. People were so oppressed. They were bruised, they were crushed, and they were really walking in darkness not only from government, but from also religious leaders who were putting more law upon them. They were just beaten down. And by the way, that's just, that was the same in Jesus' day too. The scribes and the Pharisees, they were very religious and they wanted to follow the law exactly. And so they put more burdens upon people more and more rules and regulations of what it meant to be a good Jew, an Israelite. And they were just crushing the people. From our reading in Matthew, they didn't even want Jesus to heal somebody on the Sabbath, lest it break a Sabbath law. They were crushed. They were oppressed. They were putting a yoke upon them that the people could not bear. This is why Jesus actually said this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, Jesus came to heal the broken and the bruised. He himself became like one of us, crushed, broken. Isaiah 53, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. and With his stripes we are healed. And in the same way, he came to bring light to those who are in darkness. And we've read this before but it bears repeating. Isaiah chapter 9, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. And then Gospel of John, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Behold, this is the servant. This is the one God has has chosen he is gentle but he is not weak at all and though people mock and despise him he will never grow weary in fact he will bring justice it says this in our reading he will bring forth justice to the nations he will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Justice is a word that gets used a lot lately, isn't it? And it is so misused. There's social justice. There's economic justice. There's climate justice. As a matter of fact, just take your favorite cause and add justice to it, and you are now part of our culture. People are clamoring for justice, but... Does anybody actually ever stop and say, well, what actually is justice? I mean, really, what is justice? At some point, we could say, well, justice is what is morally right or morally fair. But here's the question, where do you get that standard of justice from? I mean, everybody's clamoring for justice, but they all seem to have different standards. Where is the standard of justice? The standard of justice is found in God alone. There is only one and true enduring standard of justice, and that is from God himself. One commentator put it this way, justice is part of his very nature. Justice is not an optional product of his will, but an unchangeable principle of his very nature. Psalm 9, verse 7 and 8 says this, But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice, and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the people with uprightness. His justice can never be separated from his righteousness Or his holiness. And by the way, we connected some dots last week as well. We talked about righteousness. Righteousness, the standard by which everything else is measured. Or you could say the standard by which everything else is judged. And Jesus himself judges with perfect righteousness. And thus gives perfect justice because he himself is the righteous one what we covered last week. And you know what? God has always provided justice for those under oppression, especially the most vulnerable. Deuteronomy chapter 10, he executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Zechariah 7, Thus says the Lord of hosts, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the fatherless, the sojourner, or the poor, and let none of you devise evil against another in your heart. His justice also shows grace and mercy and love even to enemies. Think of the parable of the good Samaritan. if you do not have compassion for those who are under oppression, for those who need help, you don't understand the justice of God. Now, if we stopped right there, all the social justice warriors would say, aha, you see, that's what Christianity is really about, right? The core of Christianity is helping those under oppression And if that's all they have, then they don't understand the justice of God. You see, they miss the full justice of God given in the servant. The servant will bring justice to the entire world through the gospel. He will bring perfect justice to the world. Through the gospel, the servant fulfilled all of the demands of the law and lived a perfect life. He lived the life that you and I should be living now, but we haven't. And so the perfect righteous servant died for the unrighteous. And on the cross, perfect Justice was given that day. Complete, perfect justice. It says this in First Peter, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the Spirit. On that day, on the cross, a new covenant was given a new covenant from the servant. Verse 6 and 7 from our reading of Isaiah. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and from the prison those who sit in darkness. Now, covenant is a word Okay, in the last five years outside of church, have you ever used the word covenant? Probably not. Maybe, maybe. But it's a word that is pretty much lost to our culture nowadays because we don't live in a covenantal culture. We live in a culture that is contractually based, right? You go buy a car, you sign a contract, right? I promise to do this, if you promise to do that, got the car. We do that with mortgages. We even do that in marriages. Prenuptial agreements is nothing but a contract. It's a quid pro quo. You do this, I do that, we have an agreement. That's the culture in which we live. We don't live in a covenantal culture. But God has given a covenant, a covenant in this servant. And so what is a covenant? It is a sacred promise not to be broken. And in Christ Jesus, God gives us an unconditional covenant. That means it is dependent upon him, not us, because we can't keep our end of the bargain. So the promise is made secure through Christ Jesus. Jesus, he says, I will, and I I want you to notice the language here. He says, I will give you, the servant, I will give the servant as a covenant for the people. I want you to notice here. It does not say that I will give you a signed piece of paper for this covenant. I am giving my servant as the covenant. You see, Jesus himself is the covenant. He himself is the covenant. He said, this, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. I, myself, my body, my blood is the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. You see, Jesus isn't simply one who points To the covenant, one who symbolizes the covenant, one who helps people live a better life according to the covenant, he himself is that covenant. And see, when you confess Christ as Lord and Savior, of who he is, you enter into that new covenant. It is a covenant of redemption, forgiveness, forgiveness of sin, freedom from sin, and a new life. This is the Lord's servant. This is the one who brings you out of spiritual darkness into his light. Who brings you from spiritual blindness to be able to see him his glory. Amazing grace. John Newton, right? I once was blind, but now I see. That is coming out of darkness of sin, the shackles of sin, into a new, new life. And now I want to connect the dots all the way to the very end of the Bible, because in this new life, it is made complete, full, in the new heaven and the new earth. Revelation chapter 21 Behold the dwelling place of God is with man he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their god he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain any more any more for the former things have passed away This is the servant of the Lord is gentle and compassionate and will bring justice to the nations through a new covenant. So in this new year, are you crushed and bruised? Seek the servant. Are you in prison and in darkness? Seek the servant. Do you seek God's justice and his eternal promises? Seek the servant. The servant is the Messiah, the Christ, and his name is Jesus. Amen. In a moment, we are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper, the gift of grace in a new covenant in which there is forgiveness of sin. We will do it as we normally do by uh, procession, this side of the church first, this side of the church second, and for those who wish, we have individual cups after. Our Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, after they'd eaten and he'd given thanks, he took the cup, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me.
1: thy faithfulness oh sin and a peace that endureth, thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide, strength
0: For those doing the individual cups, please open the bread. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Having received his body and his blood. Be strengthened in your faith, that knowing through him your sins are forgiven. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Will you please stand as you are able. Let us pray as our Lord and Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And let us lift up our voices in song this morning with Go Tell It on the Mountain.
1: Go, tell on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell on the mountain, that Jesus Christ
0: is born. Have a blessed, joyous new year. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Have a blessed one every everybody.